0: Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to Tangents. Uh, this week's episode, I sat down and chatted with Gavin Da Vinci. Uh, Gavin is a rapper and producer from Tipperary, and and he was based in Limerick for a time in the PX Collective. And uh, I had a great chat with Gavin. So I did. We did the. The interview outside it was my first time doing one outdoors, and uh, I thought I think it actually sounds really good. Um, it seems I don't know. got a really clear, clear, crisp sound out of it, um, and it's quite nice. You can hear a few birds chirping sometimes in the background. You can hear an oncoming storm, so we had to we had to pause a few times because um, the, the the shelter we're under. Out in my garden Like the the roof It was galvanised So when the rain Was pelting it uh, It was so loud That I'd pause Um, But in between I had some Really good chats With Gavin Like the chat we have That's recorded Is really good But I'm saying uh, I got Got to know We got to know each other Fairly well um, And we'd have a lot of uh, The same Beliefs And kind of Morals and things um, and I really enjoy chatting with him. And yeah, Gavin talks about uh, uh, basically getting a, a football injury that kind of led him to starting to make beats and rapping. But how he used to rap out in his wall to GA fans, rapping two-pack of GA fans, you know, um, GA fans two-pack, you know that crossover and. Uh, well, yeah, we talked about um, Gavin's like career to date, but if you don't know, um, a couple of years ago there was a post went up online uh, where Gavin was accused of assaulting his then-girlfriend. Um, Gavin was cleared of all, like legally cleared of everything, any wrongdoing, um, but... We talk about um, basically the fallout from that and what happened at the time was like Gavin in 24 hours was eviscerated online as, as these things happen um, So we talk about that and then he Gavin also names his uh, all-time Liverpool dream team, his dream team 11 Liverpool players I, gather, that's what most people are going to be tuning into here now, find out Gavin, and you can find out which one of the players I'm related to, on Gavin's Liverpool Dream Team, um, yeah, you would be very surprised, and um, we talk a bit about Gavin's Traveller background, and just kind of the way Travellers are perceived in Ireland, and then just a few uh, fan questions there, and yeah just about what's next for gavin and everything so uh yeah i really enjoy chatting with him and i hope you all enjoy too all right take care chat soon right so i'm here with gavin now and we're recording outside it's the first ever podcast outside so there could be there's already a dog chewing a bone might hear some cows gunshots we're on the Tip Limerick border, so you won't same. know. You <laughs> don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Gavin, just like I normally start with everyone, is take me back to the start, and I suppose where it began for you, where when you would have started, like you know, making beats, or
1: yeah. Well, I
0: appreciate <coughs> you having me out here, Phil. Your house is lovely. Um, Thank
1: you. I, yeah, thanks for bringing us out. And, no um, problem. Where it started, I suppose. Um, I started as a young fella, I would have started writing songs as a, as a, as a kid, poems and saying words that I wasn't allowed to say and stuff, you know, following after my, my heroes, Yeah. so my brother had to come back to me, he came back from Australia and he goes, you know you can't say that word, but I like your songs, you can't write that word, and I was like, why? And then he taught me, so from then I took a bit of a break, because <laughs> my life had changed, and then I'd, uh, no, and then I came back to it then when I was about 14, 15, I was kind of dabbling in, I was always writing songs, just always writing songs, just regularly. I just thought it was a normal thing to do. And yeah, I ended up getting a, I was mad into sports, ended up getting a sports injury and ended up not being able to walk for a long time. What
0: What was you what were you playing?
1: I was playing football, so- yeah. soccer. Um, yeah, yeah. For Cashel Town and um, I what played was, it for years. What was the injury? I think called compartment syndrome.
0: Jesus.
1: So, so it's sad. where, uh, it's where your legs just implode in itself pretty much. Okay. So it can happen from, uh, you get a smack. You see, if you get a smack in the leg, look, to brief it up, is what happens when people get shot. So really? every time there's a gunshot, you get a thing called Compartment Syndrome. So that's why Compartment Syndrome actually has a fatality rate of 80%, Acute Compartment Syndrome, um, because normally it's, it's related to people who have just been shot. Jesus. Um, and yeah, I can't explain why. I think I got a dead leg. I was trying to be a tough man, as always. was. Um, didn't come off the pitch, um, was pretending like I wasn't in much pain yeah uh, I got to half time, couldn't really walk as much went out. I was looking not to be able to play with both feet so I was just shooting my left leg, shooting my left leg, went on to the left side, and whatever way I took this volley, I hit the post and everything sick and didn't even score to back something whenever I took this volley and leaned on my right leg, I really felt it and it just went. and it was just it was just it was like the right dead. Leg that went. it went dead yeah, yeah. totally did and they brought me off the field and I went around, I walked around all day. I was limping around all day, should I say? I didn't realise till I got home that night, and I was lying in bed, and my leg was about three times the size of regular. Jeez. So I ended up having to ring a cousin, and ended up having to about a couple of hours later ring an ambulance. Uh, the ambulance guy spotted what it was straight away. He said compartments in him straight away. He said he'd actually seen Brendan Cummins who was the only other person, the, the old uh, the ex Tipperary hur- hurling goalie. Yeah. He was the only other guy you ever seen have it, and it was in his calf. I was up my hamstring. And he, um, yeah, he pretty much spotted it straight away and he goes to me, um, that's compartment syndrome, brought me to hospital, had about 12 doctors looking at me, they didn't know what it was, sent me to Waterford, they didn't know what it was for about an hour, until the guy finally came in and said it's compartment syndrome, uh, which I was like the fucking ambulance driver said that yeah. to me three hours ago, pal, <laughs> I could have told you that, and so yeah, I had to get a couple of emergency operations, nearly lost a leg, and... Um, and yeah, very lucky to have my leg,
0: and up. that's it really. Kind of ended my career pretty abruptly. Compartment syndrome—something that was always going to happen to you, or is it just from playing just sport? that? Okay. Just
1: that, just that unlucky. Just to be honest, like any advice—if you feel an injury and you're on the pitch, uh, come off.
0: Because
1: yeah. I actually ended up ending my football career, right? Because I didn't come off the pitch. Yeah. So, geez. and then I started making music from there because I was at home. I was I was down to about eight and a half stone. I couldn't move i couldn't walk so i just started making beats yeah because uh, i was sick of youtube beats and that was it just started making beats and then yeah well,
0: so you, you, why would you just use software and you start?
1: i use lmms i think called lmms or linux multimedia studios totally okay. free and that and audacity i was just I'm making audacity now yeah 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 that is <laughs> the job and all. <laughs> i loved audacity and all. Uh, everyone used to be so surprised when I said a med super was going by mod with LMMS and audacity. But and you made it, that all in with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um. So it's like, but like that, people can do it. You know what I mean? If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I didn't have any money for any software, so they're going to use the free stuff. You yeah. You know what I mean? And and
0: um, and, and you would a, you like look at a tutorial or something, or do you just in a sense, figure it out? But,
1: yeah, but I was very much a figure it out. I, yeah. I hit a few buttons first and. Um, but tutorials all the way, yeah. Tutorials is is, is is anyone who's getting into music or doing any any <laughs> level of anything, whether you're just, again, if you're a rapper and you're getting into recording, getting into making beats or whatever, even if you're a producer getting into rapping, YouTube tutorials. Right? Yeah. And that shit is college. I was in I was in LIT in college and they were showing us YouTube tutorials. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just watch YouTube tutorials and <laughs> find out everything.
0: Okay. Jesus. Um, and do you know when you were saying you were writing songs even when you were young or writing were you writing from the perspective of a rapper even then or yeah like imagining yeah. having a guitar or just yeah yeah, I mean, yeah you're yeah. always picturing the beats there like
1: always always yeah. always, always where because uh, they even i had no shame when i was a kid yeah i yeah. see my family then used to make take the piss out of me almost because i had no shame whatsoever and they would just leave me at things so when we lived right across the gaA field in clounty clounty shut up clounty Rossmore, um we live right across in the GA field there. And so there'd be big matches on. The yeah. tip team used to come out and train out there and stuff like that. So there was always big matches on, county finals and stuff. And uh, when the matches would be on, I'd go out into our front wall with the boom box, the stereo on, yeah. playing Two Pack. I'd be in my vest, I'd have my rosary beads around my neck and I'd be kind of rapping to everyone. Yeah. Performing while people were passing up, you know? <laughs> Uh, Went down well with the guy crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "What is this kid doing?" I was in my boxers and a vest and a, two pairs of rosary beads on. Yeah. Thinking I was gangster, you know, like rapping. How long will me? more be? And All this like proper, <laughs> giving it all like the Tupac uh, pack. Two was always my favorite um, as a kid. So yeah, and, th- and that was it. And I used to just, <laughs> I used to do that. So, but my family would live me at it. So they'd see me. They'd see me. Yeah, they'd be watching me from the sitting room. Me fucking rapping all sorts of things, all these people. and Yeah, just bothering people as I went up the road is yeah. it, ever since I was a kid. So, yeah, I, was, I always had the idea that I wanted to be a rapper.
0: Always. Um. And so how did you, let's say, make the transition from going, you were out in Tip, mm-hmm. and how did you get out here, like, over to Limerick then?
1: I jumped the train. That's what I did. I jumped the train for about two years. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so started making some friends, started hassling people. Uh, so and were
0: you aware of like a scene growing here at the time, big time? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had a good buddy of mine,
1: uh, one of my, old, my oldest friends, uh, Mihal Ryder from back home, son of Don. He was actually in Limerick uh, for a year, for the year before me, and he was saying about the rap scene that was going on and saying that it might need an extra body or two, and that it might need just a lot of good people there. And he he sh- showed me about same difference. He showed me about all these guys. And um, from there, yeah, I started studying a little bit, started listening to them. And I had a choice of Cork, Dublin, or Limerick. Um, I chose Limerick. Yeah. um, Because I had a brother who lived in Dublin. I had a sister who lived in Cork. um, But I just felt Limerick's scene was too good that I had to be a part of it almost. And more, they were making the type of music I liked. It was a bit raw. It was a bit less poncy. Um, Dublin at that time... uh, Everybody in the song was all shooting up heroin the whole time and, and, and they are all rapping about their, you know, yeah. the mothers being depressed because they can't stop shooting heroin. Uh, it just didn't really fit my vibe where um, there was a bit more of a raw element of Paddyston where people were actually talking about what was going on and yeah. they weren't just rapping about what they think they should rap about. You yeah. know what I mean? And I loved that. Uh, and so yeah, it just kind of came. of looking around. me wrong. I love Dublin scene now. They have a great scene now um stuff. There was just those few years where I went a bit flat. Um, yeah.
0: And Limerick kind of took the reins then, mm. you know, so. Uh, and that yeah, that's it. Because even, I'd say I had heard stuff from Dublin, and I just found it very cringe. Or, you know, you could tell they were like trying too hard to be like the American scene. Or yeah. Something. Um. So. To be like the guys on the block, but it like
1: taught Yeah. It was kind yeah. of. It was kind of a bit too. It was a bit too sad, almost as well. It was like
0: it was it was uh, people were sad the whole time and yeah. stuff so and that, and it was like yeah. yeah. And I think then I was when I first started listening to Limerick stuff. It's just you hear a lot of honesty and yourself, like um, just a lot of honesty and rawness to it, but. You could tell these are true stories that have been told. Yeah,
1: yeah. you're not polishing it up or you're not trying to tell a story, you're just rapping about
0: yeah. words
1: that, that, that you know, things that you know, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, no. and I do believe that all of Ireland now is at a good place where all across the country you can get that now. You can listen yeah. to the guys from Galway now and you can get the Galway experience. You can listen to the guys from Waterford and get the Waterford experience. Yeah, know so, you can really feel people now, um, which is
0: great. Yeah. And that, what would have been like your first gigs and things like that that you would have played?
1: First gig would have been in lovely Limerick, thank God. Um, it would have been at Die. Um, oh, Die! Yeah, yeah. In Dolan's, yeah. Um, that would have been the... The, yeah, the... The first gig, really, thanks to Naive Ted for booking me for that. Um, naive Ted, R A P. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, big rip. It's Finishing up
0: in October, November, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. I only got the world. that I said it's going to be a sad day for the L.C. Yeah, what a legend. You know? But Shout out to, to the man behind me, Ted, and the man that kept him alive for so long. My man's living the family dream now, and I wish him the best with all that. Yeah, I you think know? he's scheduled to come on here now. That'll be brilliant. Yeah, for, that'll I'm be brilliant. He's, he's, he's a man who doesn't do many podcasts, not many interviews off him. So yeah, yeah, no, I had to pay a lot. Like. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Overboard, no wonder he's yeah, retired. Yeah. I'm blowing my yeah, budget on this. He's made his money now. He's <laughs> he done <can> sail <laughs> off
0: yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so that was it, yeah. Die night, and then uh, you. That, after that, then that's probably like when PX started and that. Or yeah, I
1: just started pestering the boys and just started showing up to them and just. Just had a pester on them, uh, walking up to them and just introducing myself and uh saying, I got this, I have an album ready, you wanna make content? There was whisperings about the collective, so I said, I have an album, let's do it, Mr. Matt. And uh, let's put Mr. it on the inventor. That's the yeah. one, yeah. And yeah, shout out to Peter Curtin and stuff like that really put us on after that kind of he you kinda gave me an interview and that kinda really helped it all along. Yeah, PX. It was still prescription at the time, yeah but then it had to become like almost a legitimate like more of a label. Uh, kind of styled collective where yeah they're actually going under a banner and stuff like that and um yeah and so that kind of became the birth of it there and we just kind of went with it then i'm sure so we got a couple of festivals we brought hazy on we brought uh citrus on afterwards we had Aswell well a who were kind of wit unseen but were kind of affiliated with us yeah so we had a nice little thing there going on uh jordan as well was kind of affiliated with us but he was with uh, and, and uh, underrated i think they were and then he time with new world, yeah. Um, so, but he's always kind of been affiliated. So it was kind of mainly me, Citrus, and his, um, and yeah, we just kind of sh- cracked out a few festivals that year, and that became that. Then that was it. All of a sudden, PX stocking, Music. I think music I remember. It I remember Lock and stock yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. It was actually Townlands. Was twenty eighteen. That was our first one. That was our first like festival as like a little uh, a collective, you know. And uh, I remember I had to fucking jump the bus to get down there and everything because I had. Cause I'm stuck for money at the time, so I actually sold my free ticket, my, my free seat in the bus. Yeah. So I had a free seat in the bus, and I sold that on to make a few extra quid. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. get down. So I was like, I was hustling all the whole way through. You know what I mean? Uh, you I mowed, ended up coming you know down the down train, hopping
0: scene anyway. Oh, big. You down. were able yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: stop, man. I know that. I know the, the public transport scene in, in itself. <laughs> I know it. Every single road in this country. Um. But yeah, and I managed to get down to Townlands eventually. It was a little bit late, but we were playing the Bulmer stage there. It was actually the last year Townlands was on. And that was our first paid festival, a couple hundred quid in the pocket uh, each. Um, and yeah, we were laughing, absolutely, got absolutely whacked on my head. <laughs> it was brilliant. You yeah. know what I mean? I kind of liked it. And it was like one of the moments, I was like,
0: yeah, this is what it's about. Yeah, And from that moment on, then it was like, yeah. Yeah, because then I think it was like the voice article. Uh-huh. voice article came then. And uh, yeah, you could feel it. like, And even I would, like, you know, I suppose I'd been there following you all from the start. Mm-hmm. And I'd be saying it to people like you know, people my age, like and they'd just be like, Oh, stop it. Like, no, buddy yeah, 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 isn't a rap isn't it? And then like, you know, as it started building momentum, they were starting, well, Is that the right you were talking about actually? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you all went on Tommy Tiernan. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how was that? That was great, crack,
1: yeah. No, it was brilliant to get that experience. It was um definitely a different experience, you know, you know it was um it was yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool to to, to be able to see it and stuff, and somehow managed to, to get on telly rapidly. It was it was a it was a bit of a wild boy. Yeah, it was. Like, it was kind of like I don't know how that happened within three years to go from. Never been on stage to rap it on Tommy Keenan and I was yeah. like, I was I was laughing at myself a little bit. And even that night and stuff, I ended up staying at Kojak's mother's house and stuff. So it was like, was like what's going on here? Yeah. This is a weird old day, you know, but it, you know it was a brilliant buzz and it was was great to do with the boys and stuff and um, And
0: were you, get, were you getting would you get much let's say communication like to Kojak and then back then?
1: Yeah, well no, see I was talking to them I was talking to them for a while you know I was he actually got on to me, Kojak texted me after um, I dropped the tape on Bankcamp, The first Bandcamp Friday ever, actually. I dropped the, please don't listen to my shit if you love me. Yeah. And uh, he just texted me after that and just sent me a song. I what was less. like, love for you to get on this or whatever, love your stuff. And, this. and I was just like, ah, oh, cool. I didn't think about it too much at the time. I was just like taking everything in my stride. Obviously, I was a fan, but also there was a lot of respect there because of what he'd done. Mm. But I also knew then, I was like, shit, this is a good opportunity, you know. So I took my, it was the longest I've ever written a song for. Longest, I wrote wrote that song for about two months. Yeah. You know, man, I normally write a song in a day. If it takes me longer than a day to write a song, I'm like, that's not good. You know, I'm trying too hard. But this, I was like, every sentence had to be perfect. And, um, yeah, and that started that, And so because COVID was on, lockdown was on, we couldn't really do much. Uh, There was no meeting up or anything. It was just talking over Twitter and things like that. But I finally got to meet up with them then after the Tommy Tiena show. Yeah. He um, yeah, he let me stay at his mother's
0: house and that and it was, it was, it was a good time and and the, who asking where that was were you you were in the video as well, aren't you where did you make that? It was outside the or something.
1: Outside oh, spar, yeah, don't don't down uh yeah, down Carlaven. Oh but I, I, I know the one now, it's
0: out by my is Yeah, that's yeah. the one, Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you do, do, do driving lessons out there, I think yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sean Murray, uh, DJ replay, he used to live just out of round there. Um so we were kind of based out of his house a little bit. Yeah. And G and that. Yeah, I just came up with the idea to go down to Spa for some reason. He just
0: wanted to be down there <laughs> yeah. in the back of Sean's old house there. We just did it. So yeah, it was a brilliant buzz now. I yeah, mean, that's mostly. savage. And then, I suppose, after that, things went a bit fucking shit for you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you all right to talk about oh, that? Of course, I'm um, all
1: right to talk about anything, pal.
0: Yeah. Um, and I suppose well, the best way to put it would was, was be that you were accused of something. Yeah, yeah yeah. But you were completely cleared of it then. Yeah. Um yeah. so what kind of effect did that have on you and your career and everything?
1: Uh, no, I know had a I had a, a, a definitely a massive effect on my career. Um it was hard on my personal life too. But definitely had a massive effect on the career. And it's just one of those things that I was wrong person at the right time I suppose. Um and just ended up kind of getting swept up in this there was a lot of controversy going on at that time about uh, certain violences going towards certain peoples and there was a lot of, kind of, tension going on anyway. People were still locked down at the time. so Yeah. Uh, people were, like, looking for a lot of reasons to be angry a lot of the time. So yeah. So, I think it just kind of caught fire. And, yeah, it just kind of became something that... But totally understandable. Something like that's true. That's
0: totally understandable. I'm totally on board. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with... with and the <laughs> thing is, with you, even, like, before that had happened, I think... I had, like, spoken to you. I had never met you, but I had spoken to you online. I think I bought some of your stuff in Bankcap and I was chatting to you. And I was just saying how much I admired you because I know you had done work for, like, Women's Aid and things like that. And you would spoken very honestly about domestic abuse and, you know, your own experience, your upbringing and everything. Yeah. And I just thought, like, wow, you know. And then when all that kicked off, um, and, yeah, it just like you said the time and the place everything just melded together I suppose everyone was at home everyone was online and everyone wanted to have a go yeah everybody it's yeah I know and it is, it's, it's, all, it's the duality of the universe I suppose where
1: where sometimes you gotta learn to live with the fact that sometimes things that uh the literal opposite of your beliefs or the literal opposite of what your truth is or what the truth is maybe um, come to fruition, and sometimes there's literally nothing you can do about things, and it's a very helpless feeling. You feel very powerless. But yeah, the main thing is, is that you still have your truth, and you still have your principles, and you still have um, your own code that you'll stand by to yourself, and with the people that love you around you. And that's a, that's about it, really. Just kind of no so more used, you can do on. You had support, like yeah, yeah, big time. Um, you know, massive support from home and stuff like that and you know i have big love for everybody back always did but uh just a lot of people that died for back home now i'm home parish in clonty and people that were grew up in me all my life i suppose mm. you know it was easy for them yeah to, to know you know what i mean but I, I still appreciate it you know what yeah. I mean? that like that um that they had such support and obviously my family are rock solid so yeah you, know, you know nothing will ever, um, Nothing will ever break us apart whatsoever, but... Yeah, it was tough. It was tough on on everyone. It was tough on them, and... It was just, yeah, I like that one of those things that sometimes things that aren't meant to happen, happen. Bad things happen in the world, and... You know, Murphy's Law does exist that maybe everything bad that can possibly happen will happen. But... I also believe that maybe everything possibly good that can happen will also happen, you know, so... Uh, but being patient and understanding that yeah i'm not angry at anybody there's only a couple of people i'm angry about for obvious reasons but i'm not angry at, at, at people in general and i'm um, just got to keep living that way and for anyone going through any sort of experiences even s- remotely similar to that that's it just stick to your own principles do not let the world change your view on anything um have a think about it if you want to change your own view on something you do that yourself but Don't ever be forced into a place. I was never one for peer pressure. Mm. Uh, Like I was telling you before, I've never drank or anything like that. I've had people shove, I've had young women, everything, shove wine bottles, all sorts of things in, trying to get me to drink and stuff like that since I was a kid uh, and stuff. And you just got to stand by those things. I'm just not a guy for peer pressure. So You never peer pressure me into being or doing anything I don't want to do, whether that's reacting to a situation or whether that's even in that moment right then and there. There'll never be a human being on this earth that will make me go against my own principles. Um, and I just hope, yeah, so other people can do that too, or whatever, and I know people can do that, and, and that's just the way it is and stuff like that. The internet is a different place because there's not many values and principles on the place. It's, it's a popularity contest. I understand the way it works, um, but it isn't real life. And if something happens to you that is online or something that's scary, um, to deal with that's online and stuff like that, understand that the real world and online are not the same thing. They are not intertwined like people think they are. Um, you can live completely separately. Um, you still have your families, and you still have people that love you in the world, and that's the main thing. You just yeah. focus on them. That is it. You know what yeah. I mean? There's nothing else in the world that matters. Um, everything will come. Everything will come back to normal and back to center, as much as everything went left. Yeah. You know what I mean? It will come back to the centre. And it's just about understanding that and yeah. letting that be. And un- and that's it. I'm trying to carry no bitterness
0: with you. Um Yeah, I, well you know. I really admire your integrity and I heard you speak after it happened. Um you were on a podcast. Yeah. What was it? Everything from Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing you speak in that and like I know even you're saying to me now no bitterness and like genuinely like I was I was like, Wow, you know, because you didn't You know what I mean I appreciate it And um, that. I, I was just like Really blown away by it I was like Fucking hell Like you know You're so mature And Do you know what I mean Yeah just, no, I appreciate The outlook that. you have Because honestly I think most people Would go the other way Yeah And you know Look for blood And um, Yeah it was, it was unreal And e- Even when all that happened I didn't know you Like so I didn't I didn't feel comfortable reaching out or anything or saying anything but I did message one of the lads that was there like in PX and I remember just saying like I don't know what's going on or whatever I can just see all the stuff online but just as you said I feel for all of you right now because I know for a fact that people are probably messaging everyone you, and they want juice like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's shit like because yeah. that's that's your mate like that's you know that's it yeah and yeah. but and none of those people care about you like, it's no, just they no. want to go online and say shit like,
1: you know. I know I mean, and that was the saddest thing about me before it was I was annoyed with the PX thing ending and stuff but because of because everybody who had a problem were never anybody that had bought you know, they'd never bought any of PX music before right? mm. you know what I mean these are people who yeah, yeah aren't the, interested in even the Irish rap scene yeah. you know and it's like for them then to control the narrative and to take away a collective that was um, one of the best in the country um, was a big shame and there was definitely a lot of lessons learned there for a lot of people. And
0: um, I think a lot of people wanted to say, like, I told you so. Yeah. You know, this is what I knew those yeah. lads were like. Yeah. And now, you know, yeah. I was right all along. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. No.
1: And then that's it. And then, like, you know, you're faced with those things. Like, ah, oh, sure, look, there was even crazy stuff going on with that PX stuff and stuff. People were like, sure, it's just five white men or whatever. It's just like, yeah, but we're not going on wrangling up black Black people and women, (laughs) yeah, to make our gang look (laughs) you know, it's like it's just people that live similar experiences as we've all lived, we grew up in council houses or whatever. We went to, you know, we we have a certain experience in our life, Um, and yeah, so there was so much madness around it. And I did apparently felt bad for some of the boys and stuff like that. Obviously, apparently, felt uh, very angry at, at other guys that were in it and stuff, but like that it's just one of those things I'm sure everybody's learned a lesson um, a lot of people have gone their, their own ways now and that's a beautiful thing that's as well that's
0: the thing man you would hope that people did learn something now yeah did any did anyone let's say like let's say anyone that went for you did anyone hold up their hands after or uh, like anyone who like publicly went for you did they publicly no no say no, zero I got it wrong no zero people did <laughs> okay, <that's
1: fucked> <laughs> uh, no literally and I, uh, not that I was uh, waiting for it but uh, a part of me was almost expecting it not in the same way as I was expecting but like I just thought that that's the way the world was mm. and I just had that feeling and that's what made me realise that oh shit this online stuff and stuff like it's literally not real like, yeah. it's actual fabrication it's not even just people putting on their best face it's out and out fabrication. Yeah, yeah. Because all these people then would come up to me in person and were yeah. trying to give me hugs. Or, That's fucking... You know, we're trying to give all that, like, and pretty much groveling to me. Yeah, yeah. But, then if it came to mention and putting up a tweet or anything like that, it was literally like a nightmare for them. That yeah. They just couldn't deal with the fact, like, apparently, for some reason, being wrong online is like... A million times worse than being wrong in real life, which is life. yeah yeah <laughs> makes no sense to me yeah um, which makes no sense to me. So it's just one of those things that if you got you got to live your real life forever Yeah and always. Uh, with the way sure all these Twitter heads now sure look the stay out of them now Elon Musk has taken their fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, what a nightmare for them. So all these apps none of them are going to last. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not going to last forever. Yeah, um, there's going to be a new Facebook in 20 years time. It's going to be a new Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's gonna be new social media. It's gonna be new everything. Um, so all these tweets, all these everything that you're so afraid of, they're not even gonna last.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: so, you no, know, it's your real life that lasts.
0: And I can confirm that you are You are genuinely not into your social media. Yeah. Because our messages <laughs> take ages to get back and forth. To <laughs> get, I send the, uh, when I send the Instagram, I'd be like, all will right, yeah. wait. No, a couple of days. And I know <laughs> he'll get back to me. He will, but I'll just be waiting. So, no, yeah. I'm
1: allergic to my phone.
0: I paused I that button. Yeah, okay, we're back. So we had to stop there for about a half an hour due to a fucking insane storm. Well, a rainstorm, yeah. but there was thunder and everything. A good Irish summer. Yeah, but that, we had a fucking good chat now. In fairness, we cut out some good stuff there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I was thinking about it
1: a little bit too, but like I said, we can reiterate on anything, everything. Yeah. Anything <laughs> that we need to go over. But
0: um, I suppose, yeah, I w- while we were talking there... Uh your background as a traveler had come up, and mm. how like let's say when were you comfortable to like uh, say that you were a traveler from a traveler background mm. and when did like when when did you think like I can say this or was there ever a point where you like i can't mention that because it would harm my career or oh yeah,
1: of course um I think it became i think from the very start, I was conscious of it that I didn't want to become a traveler rapper. Yeah. to be a guy who was a rapper who happened to be traveling. Yeah. Um, um and yeah, kind of no, I definitely dominated right from the very start. But yeah, you learn these things and stuff and there was things I didn't say that I wanted to say, which I'm a bit ashamed about now because I was afraid how people would react. And I gotta be honest with you. I know for a fact it would have been different. Yeah. So I was happy the way it went, you know, and I kind of did yeah. my own thing first, and I was Gavin first. I wasn't Gavin Doyle, you know mm. I mean? that was the beautiful thing about being Gavin Da Vinci, was that I we wasn't Gavin Doyle anymore, I suppose. Um, yeah, and people just... It's harder to find out who you are, what you are, and you're more taken at face value and stuff, and that's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, something that especially you miss out on when, when, when you don't realise you don't have it, and when you do realise you didn't
0: have it, it does actually make you go, wow. And, like, I know, even when I was growing up, let's say obviously things w- were like different back then um and you know i always felt like i would never get involved like never like tell racist jokes or anything or mm-hmm. i would never stop people either you know mm-hmm. i'd sit there but in the back of my mind i always knew there's something wrong here mm-hmm. like this isn't right you know but i never had that with travelers yeah. you know it was more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's, um, like, on my own part, you yeah, know, I wasn't educated yeah, or anything, that. and it seemed like it was always okay to, like, use slurs against travellers and, and to just paint all travellers the same brush and everything. And I think, even growing up, you know, I probably would have seen movies and stuff, um, you know, like Mississippi Burn and American History X, and kind of realised, oh, Jesus, yeah, black people were really oppressed and, you know... I never even thought about it like that when it came to Travellers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and even in the media, there was no representation and stuff like no and, um And I, m- I remember then seeing you talking about it, and um, I was just like, yeah, I was dead proud, like, you know, going, I'm glad, you yeah. know, he's I'm speaking sorry. about it and everything. And I know, like, just Wilsey as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, like, I've definitely changed my perspective over the years, you know what I mean? That's lovely, yeah. But... I would still notice that it is whereas let's say racism is frowned upon or people might say something but with Traveller stuff people don't ever really tell someone that's wrong.
1: Yeah. 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 We're at a weird uh, crossroads. I don't even know if we're at a crossroads with it. I think a part of us is maybe too far gone that maybe in our lifetime I don't know. A part of me does think that it's dead, you know. Yeah. That the thing is dead. That the uh, that uh, whoever wanted to get rid of it won. Yeah. Kind of. It kind of feels that way. Yeah. Um, Do you remember that guy
0: that was running for president? Like the, yeah. Peter saying, Casey. Peter Casey. Like <laughs> yeah. Top man. Do you know? Yeah. And it was just. I don't know. I don't know a, I'm a rich millionaire
1: that a lot of uh, uh, misguided lower class people. Uh, got behind. Got behind. Yeah. <laughs> Another minted guy who would literally take your eyeballs and sell them. Yeah. If I gave him a tenner. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it was just a funny one that. But yeah.
0: Yeah, he came out with the populism of, like, what was it he wanted to put travellers into?
1: In Phoenix Park.
0: Yeah. Just altogether. Altogether. Not to. Bother not society. a concentration I mean. camp or anything. No, 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 Jesus. No, no.
1: <laughs> no, just just a, a caged
0: building. Yeah. That you keep everyone in. Uh, yeah, it was insane and. Like you know, I'd see people I know and everything, just going like, "Oh yeah, he's fucking right too." Do you know that kind of thing. Um, and it's scary. Do you know, it's it's scary think that like uh, the people always want someone below them. Yeah. To feel secure, that Yeah. Yeah.
1: Someone else is the problem.
0: Yeah. And you just can't you, like like we were saying there during the storm. It's like, it's a class war. It's not a culture war. Yeah, you know? absolutely, it is. And, yeah, you until people realize that. And open your eyes and see the likes of Peter Casey and stuff, they're not your friend and you're closer to the people around you yeah. than you ever think, like even though you want to separate yourself through whatever cultural differences and everything. Yeah. But um Oh, that's yeah. it exactly
1: like it is. It, it's all it's it's all the class class war and like like we were talking about, that it's it's they've created a bigger gap than ever before, they solidified it with COVID they made sure that the middle class <laughs> almost evaporated, um, Yeah. the working classes are you know, completely divided. Um, I feel like they've done a lot of this stuff on purpose, they've done it on purpose with travellers for many years. But I feel like they're doing it now using refugees, using immigrants, using using everyone to tear everyone apart. Yeah, um, because it fits with the agenda of, um, like we were saying, that you know, you almost recycle society because uh, these dying powers like Fine Gael and Fina Fall. They love, they love having someone to blame yeah. other than themselves because, obviously, they're the only people who have ran this country ever since it existed. So they're the only people to blame for anything that's gone wrong in this country. The only people to blame are the people that have been in power. And if only one party, you can call them two, but if only one set of people have been in power for 100-plus years, yeah, the whole existence of this country, yeah. like obviously there's only one person to blame but it makes it a lot easier when yeah you split it up into four or five different groups you get yeah. the Im- immigrants the refugees you get the yeah or you might blame the farmers or you might blame the travellers you might blame you know and yeah.
0: it's perfect for that. or like fucking trans people
1: yeah exactly Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> everyone 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 is a problem everyone is a problem but don't get me wrong if you're a Fianna Gale or Fianna Fáil uh, TD be sure you were part of the solution so yeah it's a funny one
0: yeah, um, I'm just going to talk about uh, Some Like Your latest stuff there uh, Graveyard Boogie And Hectic Like lyrically I was just noticing a theme Kind of Of You know you were talking about um, Kind of being on your own mm-hmm. uh, Probably This is obviously Naturally going to occur From what happened to you And everything mm-hmm. But Do you feel like You're always going to be Going solo now Or would you be open To collaborating And
1: yeah, you know, I can't. I do get asked I don't know, you know, like like I know boys from Belfast that I'm I'm. Seabuckle, the yummy you got Finnbar in there, class work The song stuff.
0: you did for Seabuckle with Hazy. Do you know? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, what's yeah, it? yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Welcome town, to, c- to Fun Town. Um. I can't remember the name. Yeah, it's like one of my most listened to tracks. as <laughs> well. No, no, it's me, incredible. Like, nice like I can still stick that on at any time. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that whatever pr- his production and you like definitely suited but you you still you'd produce most of your own stuff anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. N- 95% of it um
1: yeah m- most of the stuff you'd hear would be self-produced and stuff so like there isn't a big rush for me to kind of be with a collective or anything yeah um and whether i want to start one myself again i don't know you know yeah. what i mean like um that i'd like to join maybe a part of a team a good team or something like that but yeah i don't know yeah shoot. you'd never know me that i'll always be solo to an extent yeah because i can do it all myself yeah so i kind of feel secure in that but yeah if the right label came along or the right collective like i am in talks right now with like a couple of people and stuff like that to, 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 to see if i can put them out but class crack records up in belfast check them out um kind of new coming up now, but a lot of established artists on it and stuff. So yeah. I, I might be releasing my old project with them. Um, but we'll see how it goes from there. And you know, uh,
0: is it an introducing? Is yeah. Introducing? I think you say, it. or you say cowboy 2.0. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who's cowboy cowboy is my grandfather. Rest oh, okay. of his soul. Rest of his soul. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy Doyle, uh, he's a legend back in Tipperary. Yeah. Uh, and probably out towards, Limerick, as well. I'm, I'm sure there's a few old heads you could probably say the word cowboy dialed and they'd know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, he was an old, an old legend, an old, you know, one of the toughest men from to out Tipperary um, ever. And there'll be plenty of people to tell you that. So, yeah, so I kind of was just reiterating really to the point that uh, I'm the next him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he was the OG cowboy as well. He was a cowboy before cowboys were, while were, uh, cowboys, I suppose, were still on telly. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was wearing the cowboy hats and he now. could he could fix it. <laughs> he could fix or do anything for you so he was a proper cowboy yeah you know. but, okay. but but to uh, talk him around you might have a sneaky suspicion that the gate has recently been broken by the time he comes in so you might walk in and say your gate's broken out there you know <laughs> what I mean Pat? you'd be like that wasn't broken 10 minutes ago and I was walking through it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I happened to break when I opened it yeah, like yeah. a fixer for you for 20 quid you know what I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, so well, yeah, yeah he was
0: he was a top man um, and do you know what uh, you did a song for your sister Nikki maybe yeah Um. so like yeah when it, condolences on your sister uh, oh, thank you my man and even when you put a post one time uh, it was like you as a child growing up with her mm-hmm. and everything fucking broke my heart Um, and you could tell like you must have been so close ah yeah yeah and it's a beautiful song and the sample like the you use in that song yeah what's that from the it's um it reminds me like a dirty dancing or something that era of
1: it is it is it's back in the 50s i bloody can't remember the name of it now it's called it's called they're called the something sisters or the something girls okay uh you know like like the old standard 1950s three perfectly done up black women yeah singing in harmony you know yeah 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 i know it was a lovely song and um yeah, when I heard it, they reminded me of horror, and then they kind of made me just want to make the beat with it. Um, I'm so sick and I can't remember the name of the song now, but... That's okay. um, I'm pretty sure you can just Shazam the first part of the song, and <laughs> right. it'll come up for you. <laughs> yeah. But it's free to use, so copyright is free on it, so don't worry. Yeah. Um, it's going to come on Spotify soon enough. and I actually have a music video for it done. Oh, boy. So that'll be out uh, next month. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of that. I felt like I couldn't even go ahead... ...with a project or go ahead with my music until I was able to give something to her. Yeah. She would have hated it. She would have fucking... She would have loved the song. She would have hated the fact that the song was about her. Yeah, yeah, Or, like, the fact that her pictures are up and just going to be people looking at her on YouTube. Uh, She was always never one for the limelight, as beautiful as she was. She was never one for the limelight. But she deserves it so yeah so, so. She, she, she'll get it i'm uh, sorry though but i'm i know she would have liked the song yeah but
0: just the fact that it was about her nah she wouldn't yeah. hate that uh, that that is up and bank i would recommend anyone to to get that get that, get know, it's that song it's there it's beautiful um so oh yeah i wanted to ask you as a liverpool supporter <laughs> can, you, can you give me your Liverpool? He's
1: shirt? a Man United fan now, though. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he just freaked out in the house. He saw a framed Paul Scholes jersey. He went for it. I like, pulled him out the door. <laughs> he was freaking out. He was like shouting, "Steven Gerrard the best. <laughs> Gerrard's number one. But couldn't, he is. That's why we went to do the podcast outside. Right? Couldn't be near that jersey. <laughs> um, couldn't believe he was near that jersey, that Paul Scholes. So this is. This is uh from my young fans. like they always throw in a question if I tell them I told them you were Liverpool fan. They're both Man United fans, so I don't be getting any notions, but they're uh, they want to know your dream team, like your Liverpool dream. They started making dream teams lately. Nice.
1: It's nice, I like that. Mm. Um my Liverpool dream team, so of all time. Or, yeah, yeah. Of, or of the Klopp era. Or no the, no uh, like no.
0: just it's let's oh. say your your boys.
1: My boys, well I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to go Allison in Golds, because I actually have a song called Alison Becker that's gonna be on the project. Uh, shout out to Alisson. It was always going to be Peperina. But
0: Alisson is yeah, he's too beautiful, too good. That header he scored. ah, Brilliant. Well, yes. yeah. And
1: he is, he is actually the best goalie in the world. Which I'm so proud to say as a Liverpool fan. Because uh, my man's a legend. Uh, he lost his father and scored a goal the, the same week. Um, so, yeah. Alisson's going to have to be in goals. I'm going to go Steve Finnan right back. Nice. Love Steve Finnan. Um, OG Steve Finnan. Um, I'm to I re- actually
0: think I'm related to him. No way. Yeah. So the Finnens are from Gary Own. Yeah. Yeah, that's where my dad's from. And he said it, it, I think it was I don't want to be saying names, but Mary Finnin. It's his cousin yeah, yeah, who would yeah. be Steve's. I
1: don't know. Is Steve Finnan from Limerick? Yeah. I never knew that.
0: Yeah. That's unreal. So he went over to really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's in Limerick. He's a baller. He was sick, yeah. bro. He was, he was, he was. There's a trivia about him. It's wow. like what player won the conference. League Two and all, yeah. and the Champions League. Like he's the answer. Like Woo! so, he came up through the lower leagues. What oh, a g! Yeah, oh, I
1: never knew he was. Yeah,
0: that's brilliant.
1: Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, he was always Yeah, Steve, Steve Finn at right back, is it? Yeah, yeah, Stephen at right back. So it's, it's gonna have to be. Um, I'm gonna have to go Jimmy Carga, right, right centre back. Um, obviously, just love the man. The mother loves the man. So I'm uh, gonna have to put Alcarra in. Um, Oh, I'm only going to go players that I've seen I've watched yeah yeah. then I'm going to go Virgil left centre back of course um, I'm going to go now I love Trent I just want to say I would have picked Trent right back he's going to be in it well, uh, Trent is my favourite player I absolutely love him but Steve Fennell Irishman um, left back it's going to have to be it's going to have to be Andy Robertson. he is the best left back I've ever seen in Liverpool um, John Arnaurisa my brother hated him Every time he's I
0: hated him too, he's always
1: oh. scoring crackers against United. He's crackers against United and he, every time I came to the Champions League semi final, the man was missing sitter, scoring own goals. <laughs> oh, he was he was a nightmare. He was a nightmare to have. And apparently he was a bit of a dope as well. Mm. Apparently he was a pure idiot everything. He was like pure <laughs> up his own heart yeah, and yeah. stuff and like loved himself and um, so we're gonna leave him out, put Ando Andy Robertson in there. and um, we're gonna go central defensive midfielder. I'm going to do the 4-3-3, I'm going to go central defensive midfield, I'm going to go Javier Mascherano. So I'm going to do the OG, the midfield is Mascherano, Alonso Alonso and mean, because that's the best midfield we ever had. Uh, I I got the privilege of seeing them live actually, my brother brought me over when I was 12. Shout out to my brother for doing that. No chance of Naby Keita
0: getting
1: in there, no? No, 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 I think he's (laughs) going to have to, (laughs) he's
0: going to be out, no,
1: God bless him. Uh, no, but my brother, shout out to my brother who brought me over to Liverpool when, he was t- when I was 12 and it was his first time going to Anfield too, like so he was kind enough, to, he could not went over there with the boys or anything and he brought me over um, and he was like in his 20s at that stage, so um, best experience, we won 3-0, I got to see Alonso get slight tackled. By Joey Barton He got a set, uh, right card Yeah <laughs> I got to see Lucas Leiva Score his first ever goal For Liverpool And uh, And fucking even Yassi Benayoun <laughs> He oh, scored yeah. You know what I mean oh, what, yeah. what an era uh, Fernando Torres Is actually injured That day Sadly enough um, And so yeah So then I'm going to go Right Forward Is going to be Mosala of course Yeah Centre forward Is going to be Luis Suarez Yeah And uh, left Is going to be Mane Okay so
0: I that, think, that, I think is, that is the Champions
1: League I think I had your
0: team your midfield and forwards uh, And then Yeah, I was expecting Arnold I'm liking the Finning call Yeah, My cousin, you know Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's, that's so sick as well
1: Because like, I just No, I did I love Stephen Because wasn't many Good Irish players To ever play for Liverpool And he yeah. was one of them And shout out to Robbie King Amazing But he just wasn't that good When he's at Liverpool So Yeah but and Still the goal of Ireland
0: Yeah, yeah Well, you see He's gone over a managing Israeli team now He's gotten his uh, I saw they turned off The comments there yeah, it was, it was like happy birthday to Robbie Keane. I saw comments have been turned off and I was like, all right. <laughs> He's getting slated, bro. But well,
1: God bless her. Fuck Israel.
0: Um, yeah, completely fuck Israel. Jesus. Um, this was another question was Did you ever get to go on that Ferris wheel?
1: Haha. <laughs> yes. You did? I did eventually, yeah. Is that, that the one in. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That's from a, a caption. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I did a, a it. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when it just came here last time. When it just came here last time, uh, me 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 and the missus went up on it, uh, I I shot the pants. Yeah. Uh, I got afraid. I don't know if it's me growing up or whatever. But give me a fifty foot water slide. Give me a slow moving Ferris wheel. I shot myself. I you know what I was, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But as soon as we lifted the ground, I was like, <gasps> and I just
0: sat in the middle. Yeah. I sat in the middle, I wouldn't even look over the edges. Oh, I don't know, I think I'm afraid of heights. Though. I'm bad for heights, like I'm really <laughs> yeah. bad for heights, yeah yeah. And I went in the first week now and I wasn't too bad. I, I was shitn't it, like, but I was like I ah, had my kids with me, they wanted to go up and I was like, I have to do this yeah, now. Yeah. But um yeah, like we were in Paris and the Eiffel Tower like they went up further than me, like I got to a point and I was like, Oh I'm yeah and I was I was rattled like yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah. just there, oh fuck, what's happening? Yeah. Um but I'm ba- oh, yeah, I am bad for heights like same yeah. if I'm in a plane now I kinda just focus and I put on the earphones and that and sometimes I look out the window and I, I don't notice, and then when I start thinking about things too much and you know the drop and everything, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that that was my first experience ever now, so I'm gonna have to see now whether uh, am I just afraid of heights now because like I, w- I was never before I just wasn't, so that was the I, first time. I, I
0: wasn't. I, just I wasn't until. Like in my twenties, yeah. What is like that, something man? clicked to me one day and goes what's like, "Oh, you're afraid of heights." I
1: know, but I'm sick and of that may have I think
0: so, I remember someone saying to me like, "It's got to do with like mortality and stuff like that." Or if someone, like when someone close to you dies, that your brain kind of realizes you know Death. you can die. Yeah. I have too much to live for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I had nothing to live for before.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um there was another question there. It was, "What's your favorite humming sound?" My favorite humming <laughs> sound. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
1: <laughs> should they do it? Should they do the humming sound? My favourite humming sound is is the hum is the hum of um, I suppose the hum of the trees when I'm at home at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, smoking a joint at the back. Nice a hum of the wind. Living up near the hills, Just nice little ring up. Nice yeah, yeah, feel centered. Other than that, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a top a <laughs> <deal of home. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> no, I tier <don't> home. Yeah, <laughs> the home. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. I'm gonna say something dirty. <laughs>
0: okay, we had to have another stoppage there for the rain. So there was another question there. Someone was asking me. Uh, What was your favourite gig?
1: My favourite gig I ever did. Um, there is a few, I suppose. There is a few. I will say the 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 first one back in Tardis, that my fam, most of my family was at. Yeah. Either that or (coughs) the one in Cork. One in Cork where my family came to first, Uh, where my sister and my brother came to that was the first time I'd even seen me perform but I'd, I'd say the Tarlis one where like most of my family was at it and stuff that was a cool thing yeah. to be able to do you know what I mean I put together the whole night myself and it was a good out night Do you have another one lined up
0: in Tarlis? Or did I see
1: that? Yeah there's a festival on Tarlis It's free in if anyone is around Tarlis town on the 11th or 12th of August sign up on Eventbrite free, free in family free in? friendly family friendly free in yeah there's rides food everything there
0: yeah? Yeah. Family friendly? Family friendly, All right? Alright. 11th and 12th. When did you say?
1: 11th and 12th? 11th and 12th of August. Ah, oh,
0: fuck it. When are we going to have this?
1: I'll, I'll have a look. I think good. you might see me there. I'll yeah, be sick. Yeah. I'll be sick, honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's free, and so should be pretty good. Big proper stage as well, like it's not half arse, like it's proper stage. Yeah. Think, so it's proper
0: festival. Yeah. They, and do you have like a favourite song to play live? Favourite song? <coughs> Um, at the
1: minute, at the minute, it might be 1922. That's yeah. the one that pops the most.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you actually. 1922 is there significance, or is it just because in the song it's about the prohibition year and stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it, and it was in 2022 when it was 100 years later, ah, okay. and it was like, it's like we're back 100 years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'm in 1922, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, yeah, just the outlaw thing. I love the outlaw thing because I asked my father before he was in a hospital. And me and my sister went to visit her, and we were talking, um, and I never really had these conversations, candid conversations with my father much. And we were talking, and he goes, talking about all the families from around and stuff. and That's what they were. And these people were sellers of this, or these people might have been drug dealers, or these people might have been like, talking about old families from around Tipperary and stuff, and what they did. And I asked him, and I said, what the way do? he said we were the outlaws so I said oh, no bother I yeah. like that one <laughs> so I'm an outlaw then I mean, yeah. that's great so, yeah. Yeah. so I kind of from south west yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> literally that's exactly because it was, it was like a month after that I wrote that song. a month okay. after that conversation I had with him. Yeah. so I, I've been an outlaw ever since
0: <laughs> um, okay that's all the questions here like all I suppose I got to ask you now is what's coming next
1: what's coming next Are you For me is, I have a song coming out called Pop That Pussy that's coming out on the 18th of July. I have uh, another song, which, this is a problem with being in control of all your own stuff. I haven't decided which song it's going to be. I have another song coming out next month, which will be towards the end of the month on top of a music video from Maybe, which is also going to hit streaming platforms at the same time. And then in September, end of September, start of October. There's going to be a project out. I'm just going to have a couple of features on, and yeah, and then I'll finally get back and do some shows. Um, in end of October, November, I will be doing shows in Belfast, Dublin, and Limerick. And then we'll see from there. Nice. See fun. what we can do from there. See how it ends up. See if I have money for Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: is there is there anything else you want to shout out or, <coughs> <coughs> or we Um, I suppose
1: shout out all the people that um shout out everybody hope everybody's doing good um, um hope you can take care of people you love and hope people that you love are taking care of you and i wish you all the best and i hope you all enjoy the summer and thanks for everyone who supported me because if you're listening this while you've definitely supported me so i appreciate you very much and yeah i can't wait to see everyone and get back gigging properly Starting in August with a festival. Oh yeah, sorry, two festivals, in Tipperary, um, one in Borrisokane and one in Turles. Um You can see announcements on my um, Instagram page, and I hope to see some of you there. And yeah, thanks very much for everything. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, I appreciate you, you for coming out, man. Ah, oh, thanks for making you um, a lovely home.
0: My, my first outdoor podcast. Let's uh, hope it went well. No. Yeah, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how the sound is now after. <laughs> Um, you could nah, be you could be coming back out again, it's man, not for part it. two. We'll do a line
1: for line as well. Yeah yeah yeah. Learn we'll it, for it
0: line. <laughs> all Alright, thanks a million again. Not a bother, man.